Yeah, I grew up uh, spending a lot of time in Boston, but then as an adult, I haven't spent very much time there. I, I'm going there in a few weeks, though. So. I'm spending a whole weekend there with my mom. Huh? Yeah. A little. Should be nice this time of year. Yeah, it it'll be. Nice. I, I hope so because I'm running. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're running. Yeah. The Boston Marathon. Ever heard of it, dude? I would. If it's just super cold, oh, I hope the weather's good. Which would you prefer? A extra hot race or a um colder than appreciated right now i'm acclimated to cold because i've been running all damn winter Mm -hmm. and i'm i am at the point where i am sick of it man i walked out i walked outside this morning it was like 40 which isn't that cold but i'm just like but we're in april now man it's spring get the hell out of here give me some give me some 50s at least throw me a bone here mother nature Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's I, like, I, you, in this weather. Are you running with gloves? Yeah, uh, I run with gloves when it's forty and below, and then thirty and below, I'll run with ear warmers. Still in shorts though. Still in shorts. Yep. Yeah. You vibe. Yeah. I. I. It works. It works. And then if it's really cold and like there's a lot of snow on the ground, I I will typically just walk because I'll have well I'll be traveling. Yeah. I, so I just I want to run in the dark when it's icy, and that's asking for it. Five degrees, just yeah, it's just <laughs> not not worth the risk is is not worth the reward. Yep. So, but I'll walk, so I'll still exercise outside, but I won't, um, I I won't run. Are you still in the middle of seventy five hard right now? <sighs> I was about forty days in, and then I forgot a progress picture while I was in the wilderness. No! Well, I was in the wilderness. That's the worst thing is if you're Chad getting Wright. the steps in. So yeah. So and the thing is, I'm I don't live in a in in all that different manner yeah, from seven. You know, I still work out seven days a week. I still drink a ton of water. I still eat very very clean. I still read every single day. It doesn't. My life is not that different from seventy five hard. Which is the big thing about this time around was it really wasn't that. It wasn't that. Difficult. It got me a lot more focused, but it wasn't like, oh, this is so hard. I don't know what I'm going to do because I've already just conditioned my life to operate like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to 40 and then we were out in the middle of nowhere and I wasn't using my phone anyway. And I just, I, thinking about it. I just wasn't thinking about it because I was out in the wilderness and I didn't take my progress picture. So the problem is I would and I know this is an excuse. I would just start over. Uh, like I still haven't had anything to drink and I still haven't missed workouts or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I, I would start over today, for example, but I'm going to Germany in a few weeks and I want to have a beer in Germany. Yeah. I just, I want to go into a German restaurant and say, I'll have a pint. What do you want? And they bring it out and, and a I, stein, a couple and a things. stein yep. and I slam it and I <laughs> check that box off my life list. Yes. I have had a beer in Germany. Having like the uh, outdoor beer halls, yeah, yeah. and I maybe maybe it won't live up to expectations, but I doubt that, and I want to experience it. Do you know which countries you're going to when you go to Europe? Switzerland, France, Germany. A good spot to be. Spending the most time in Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, visiting three, maybe four companies in Switzerland, and then I'll be with Liebherr in France and Germany. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, it's so funny. People ask. Why are you are are you going to Germany for or are you going to Europe for fun for vacation? Get out of here! (laughs) It's for tractors, man. Why would I want to go to a beautiful part of France for anything else? In theory, yes, it is for 
fun. Yeah. I will go, receive pleasure. What, am I going to go to Paris and see the stupid Eiffel Tower or go see a uh, Lee Bear 9800 mining shovel in the <laughs> south of France? <laughs> That's an easy decision. Yeah, done. Come on. Are you flying into Zurich? Into Zurich, out of Munich. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I am fired up. I am so fired up. It's going to be an awesome, awesome trip. We're going to see so much cool stuff. It'll be me and I film dirt back in business. The band is back together. It's going to be a great time. And we will be vlogging every single day. Can't wait to hear about it. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast when the time comes. And I think we'll be able to use drones. Ooh. Yeah. Because the, the feedback from the Saudi uh, videos is, whoa. Uh, if it's so big, you should show the the scale of it with a drone. And I'm sitting there. Well, we couldn't bring a drone, so sorry. Um, drones not that popular in that part of the world. No, they don't have to put on the podcast, but not not that popular in that part of the world. Well, especially now. I a few days after we went to the United Arab Emirates, they had some drone attacks, and they banned drones in the United Arab Emirates. Just like just two like or that. three days after we were there. Yeah. 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 They're not, they're not welcome in a lot of parts of the world. I, I will say for the podcast listeners and watchers, I feel like our team's pretty uh, deliberate about our drone usage. If we're not using a drone, there's going to be a pretty good reason when we're on job, a big job site like that. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I was making jokes. We would never use a drone without permission. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. In the part of the United States. No. If, Anytime, Wink. you know, we always say, hey, can you, uh, that. is that cool if we do this? And everyone always says, yes. And if you see a drone up there, it's because we got permission. Mm -hmm. We would never do it without permission. Nope. We are, we are professionals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> that was a joke I made. And this was, this was pre-build with, uh, before I had the company, I would go up to some coal mines in Texas and I would park my Toyota on some of the oil and gas roads. And I would hike down the oil and gas roads up to the edge of the mine, and I'd fly my drone out onto the mine. Well, okay, so, uh, so in this instance, I was in my car. I was in my car, and I was flying over this coal mine, and I was getting some bangers, man. I had never seen a big mining operation before, and the pictures I was getting was sick. I was like, I can't wait to put these on the internet. And then I was way out, and the road kind of went in that direction. So I was like, hey, I'll be smart here. I don't need to fly my drone all the way back. I am in a vehicle. Why don't I drive down the road to meet my drone? Well, I drive around the corner. I go behind some trees, lose signal. And I'm like, and I'm starting to panic. No, 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 no. And so I speed up. I go further down the road because, of course, you know, you're, you're in it at this point. Might as well just go further rather than back up where you had perfectly good signal. Go, finally reconnects. Right as it reconnects battery critical dead and you just see the thing just drop and just hit the ground no and i'm sitting here just with my mouth open like oh shit what <laughs> have i done so what do i do i look at it where it last was on the map i hike to it i miraculously find the damn thing and i scurry away back to my toyota and go home get out of there and get out of there I don't do that nowadays, but have I done that in the past? Well, you, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Well, you were in your younger days. Younger days. Do not condone that, though. Nope. That's wildly irresponsible. 
wanted to say thanks to all the listeners who were in Nashville this week and came to the BuildWit uh, Happy Hour Open House. What do we call it? That was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. Happy Happy Hour Open House, whatever it was. Whatever it was. It was, was sick. Yeah. It's a just post that, hey, come to our office on the internet and have people actually show up and be stoked to show up. That was pretty cool. It was really cool. There were a lot of people that got their picture in this room, actually. Mm-hmm. And I wish I thought about that more. I was just like, yeah, people are just going to stick their head in every room. I'm like, ah, I bet more people would want to take pictures. Of That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there was plenty of people who, you know, were saying, like, oh, you're Alex from the podcast. It's like, yeah. And it, it was pretty neat. You're a big deal, man. You know me. Huge deal. That's yeah. me. Yeah. Um, we've, we've actually got listeners nowadays. Yeah, but it was, it was really cool. We got to um, interact with people. We, I, I got to meet a bunch of people. Bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, our team got to meet. A bunch of a bunch of folks. Funny enough, so a lot of people from Ag One came, but a lot of people yeah. that just follow us in Nashville showed just up. Like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll just go. And some of these people don't have anything to do with the dirt world. They're just they're just following along because we're doing cool stuff and they like it and showed up. And said, hey, we've just been following you for a long time. We wanted to meet you. I'm like, oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I, it it was a ball. Uh, we had a lot of people here, um, or at least certainly more than I would have expected. That we had no idea. I mean, we didn't have RSVPs. No, it was just like uh, come if you want, and yeah. people came. Yes, yeah, we did not plan that super effectively, but and poor Caleb, our our office extraordinaire, he was a little stressed out about it previously because I was telling him I was like, Caleb, I have I have no idea, I have no idea what's gonna happen. And he's like, okay, well, like how much food should I order? And the answer is, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, bro. He, he five people could show up or. We're gonna have a lot of hot chicken sliders. Twelve left. people could show up yeah. at that at the high end, mm-hmm. but to to we don't have a formal estimate. We didn't have someone at the door with a counter with a little <laughs> punch machine, but uh, safely I can safely say that it was in the tens of people. Yeah, tens, at least tens, at least tens, maybe twenties. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was a a lot of good people. Yeah. A lot of. Uh, a lot of folks who did come from Ag One too, though, which was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of a nice mixture of all kinds of kinds of folks. Yeah. So if that was you, thanks for coming by. And if you were in town at Ag One, you didn't come by. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you clearly don't care about making yeah. the dirt world yeah. a better place. Stop listening now. Yep. Turn it off. Turn your phone off. <laughs> Delete dirt talk off your phone. I don't want to hear if you are don't dead to that. me. Don't do that. Don't do that, please. <laughs> this is important for me. Uh, so. What's your next big trip you're going on? Mm, we go to Arizona this week because we have our roundtable meeting. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I go to Tanaha. So this week, what do I do? So this next trip, I go to Tucson. I go to Tanaha for a day. I go to San Francisco for a day. I go to San Diego for a day. I go to Phoenix for a few days. I go to St. George for a day from there. Then I go to Indianapolis for a day. Then I go back to Nashville. St. George. Where is it? Utah. Oh, St. George, Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett Brent on the yeah. customer success team lives there. I just talked to him about that the other day. Right on. Yeah. You're welcome, Garrett, that I remembered that. Mm-hmm. It's for you, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty big trip. Yeah. For a lot of people, I would think they would say, damn. I will... I'll need a night at home after it. <laughs> and I think I have one, maybe it. two nights at home yeah. after. You don't after get a lot. No, then I have to go run a marathon in Boston. Has, the, has the, the marathon thing felt like it's crept up on you a little bit? I mean, obviously, you, 
continue to run or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like there's just so many other things happening in the meantime. The but we've talked about that. Like I if if you were just like, all right, we're running a marathon right now, I'd get my running shoes on, check. Let's go do it. Let's do it. I wouldn't think twice about it. Stay hard, man. You know? (laughs) And that that's just that's because I run every day. So you you just get to a point where it's a lot for a lot of people that haven't trained for it, but I'm I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. I'm undertrained because I've I've been a little injured, but I'm I'll be fine. Yeah, got plenty of running between now and then. Yeah, uh, we have got a couple questions for the Dirt Talk podcast. We've got a serious one, and then you've requested. Not everyone needs to be as serious. Okay, but I got you a non-serious question right. too. It's Thanks. for you. Thanks. I everybody. do this stuff for you. Thanks for the and silly, for the listeners. Silly. But you know, yeah, we appreciate the silly questions. All right, first question is from John. He says, I am an assistant project manager at a civil construction company that focuses on underground utilities and roadway restoration. Mm -hmm. I've been having a problem with some foremen not turning in their log of what their crew did the day before. It's important that it gets done so we can bill the correct quantity. I've had conversations with the foreman letting them know that I need it submitted before a certain time the following day, but it seems they don't make it a priority and will go days without submitting it. I've tried reminding them constantly about the deadline. What do y'all think is the best way to go about resolving this this issue? Um, rather than focusing on the deadline, I would focus on why it is beneficial to them to do so. Focus on how it helps them or go help them. You know, if you want people to do things for you, do things for other people. So I would approach that in two different ways. I would ask myself, how can I approach this differently to frame it in a way that it benefits them because it benefits them to do so. It's, 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 that's how you how you make a job work, you need to track quantities, you need to track time, you need to track equipment hours. That's, that's a reality of a job. You need to do that, but you need to explain why that has to happen to help, help their job, help their productivity. And then also I would, you know, you might just need a better relationship with them as well. And that starts with just get to know them better. How's your weekend? How's your wife doing? How are your kids? Well, how are you old are your kids? How was your kids? How was your kids uh, play the other day? Get to know them. Yeah. And then, how can you help them out? How can you make their role better? How can you make them more productive? They'll start helping you pretty damn quick. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they're just assholes. But I would exhaust all the options before that, and odds are you'll be able to get what you need done. Mm-hmm. But I would approach it. I would. You're probably lacking a relationship, so I would develop that relationship. And then I would try to seek, I would, I would seek to frame it in a way that benefits them because it benefits them. It does. And you know that, but they clearly don't know that. And it clearly is not registering to them. So that's your problem, not theirs. And the approach you're taking is clearly not working. You need a different approach. So think about that. What's that different approach? How can you try to frame it differently? Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting here for me is. From John's perspective, this has like been going on long enough that he's like probably frustrated by it. It sounds super, it's super frustrating. And yeah. so there is a, an approach here that I don't think is the right approach, but if he's been frustrated with this and he's like, well, I've, it feels like I'm doing what I, whatever I can do to make sure that they understand, make sure that they, um, you know, turn this in at the right time because we need it. I can understand why his next approach would be. If you don't do this, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. And you can pull rank, but good luck. Yeah. Good luck getting that one to work. 
And you, you as a leader, that's your responsibility to make sure people understand why they need to do things. And just know that, what, is he a field engineer, project, project manager? Assistant project manager. You work for them. They don't work for you. How do you bill a project? Does assistant project manager have a line item on the project? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. But moving dirt does, pouring concrete does, laying asphalt does. That's the stuff they're doing every single day. Yep. That's the work they're managing. You work for them. So approaching it with that level of humility too is is it was super helpful for me as a as a a, a young engineer out on yeah. site. I just served. I'm there to just serve the super. I'm there to serve whoever the foreman. I'm just there to serve them. If you approach it like that, you're going to be good to go. I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of the foreman. In your opinion, when when you see like the foreman, like they, they is it just that they clearly don't understand like the value for them, like why they need to? Like is is do you think there's like a well, other forces a, at play or they just don't understand? It's not a priority or they could just be too busy. It's like, dude, I have this schedule up my ass right now. I got a lot of stuff to do already. I've got a lot going on. Yeah. I don't have time for this paperwork. Shit. Yeah. You know what? They're they're right. There's a reason why they're not getting. Why? Why are they not getting it yeah, done? Yeah, it's not because they don't. I mean, maybe they don't like the assistant project manager, but it's not why. Yeah. You know, it's uh, not driving that. Figure out that why. Maybe maybe they're just slammed. Or well, how can you help them out? How can you get them a little less slammed? Free up a little bit more time so they have more time to keep up on things, mm-hmm. and they understand that why. So now they want to keep up on things, and then you'll live happily ever after. Well, I, I think all of what you're saying sounds really natural. It's like, yeah, of course, that's what I should do. Oh, it's a that's lot a hard thing to do in practice. Way harder in practice. And one foreman might respond in one way. Another foreman might respond in a different way. That's why you need that relationship, that personal relationship. You need to get to know that person and how they respond to things, how mm-hmm. they respond to information, what kind of information they want, what kind of things are important to them. And then that's when you can start figuring out oh, okay so here's the best course of action but just as a young person just try different things out you know if your current it's not going to be worse than your current approach it's not working with your current approach right <laughs> so worst case scenario it still doesn't work but that's not any better than where you're at now mm-hmm. so try a new approach see what that does approach it like an experiment you know try to okay so what's the why why aren't they doing it oh okay so the why is this so if i do that that'll help that why so let me try this out. You go try this out. Maybe it, maybe it helps a little bit. Oh, okay. Let me do more of that. Maybe it doesn't work at all. And maybe you go back to the drawing board. What's that next course action? But trying to force it down their throat? Mm-mm, that's not going to work. Can I ask you a broader leadership question? Yeah. Um, to touch on, you, you were mentioning about how, well, if you, if you get to know these people more, you can understand like the why of why they're you know, not doing the thing you need them to do. In your position, it's obviously a lot harder for you to get to know everybody that, you know, reports to you or whatever. I mean, obviously there's tiers, but in, if you're in a leadership position where the group you're leading is way too big for you to have like an, an intimate personal relationship with each person, how do you have to approach that differently? You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just like trying to think, say I lead a, a an organization where, you know, I've got 10 people who report to me but then 50 people report to each of those people yeah so you i'm just trying to serve the the next level below me well or... you, you would get a, you'd, you'd want good relationships with those below you 
And then you would want to at least create a presence with the other people. So it's like, you know, like Herb Sargent, he'll go out to a job site and will participate in a safety meeting, for example. So he doesn't necessarily, and then in, 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 in passing, he'll talk to some of the guys and, 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 and create an opportunity to just get to know at least a few of them. Mm-hmm. And then the others see that, wow, that's the guy. His last name is Sergeant. My Vesta Sergeant, he really must care because he's doing stretch and flex with us. So even though there's not that personal relationship, there's at least people seeing that, yeah, he, he must care because he's out here with us. Yeah, it's like even if he's not specifically connecting with each person individually, if he's kind of got that presence there, other people will see him connecting with, you know, people like me or yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. How do you, how do you look at that um, idea and build it specifically? Do you think about that same kind of like, you know, I'm building really close relationships with the people that I'm like working with every day. That and then also, having a presence. Also, yeah, I'm just creating opportunities to just get to know people too. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's in the office. How's everything going? What'd you do this weekend? So I'm trying to create those random opportunities and prioritize it in my day. You know, I'll. Most days when I'm here, I'll try to spend time just walking up walking and down, around. just bothering people. What do you got going today? And not that I, not that I'm looking over their shoulder. I'm just genuinely curious. Like, what are you working on? I just, I want to know yeah. and and tell me about it. So you're, you're you're building this website. How the hell are you doing that? And it it serves two purposes. I build a relationship with that individual, and I learn more about our business. Yeah. Because I don't I don't know everything about our business. Are you kidding me? So it keeps me grounded as well. It's it's. It's nice. And it's just fun. I mean, people know if you're being genuine or not. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm coming out from, I'm like, I'm just genuinely curious. When I see you walking down the aisle towards my desk, I'm, it's almost always you get there. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, <laughs> I just screwed up your schedule and. Yeah, Got pretty used to that. You're, you're an outlier, Alex. Sorry I was like, it, no, it's fine. But I see you coming down. I'm like, he's going to talk to me. He's got something. Yep, sure does. Okay. Or the internal podcast is a great example of mm-hmm. an opportunity for people to get to know me uh, without having that direct conversation with me, but it's still very intimate. Yeah. Right? So I think I'm a lot better off with that internal podcast than I would be otherwise. Well, you know, you and I talked about it actually on the internal podcast last week that as our company grows, it's going to be harder and harder for every single employee to like have an intimate relationship with you, mm-hmm. like to actually really know you in small settings like this. And so the people will always know facts about you, but they don't really know you. Yeah. And so the internal podcast has been really valuable because like you can kind of get a little bit more of just like who you are and not just like, here's the things that make me me based on where I'm from and the things I like. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, John, for that question. Appreciate it. Uh, Next question is from Scott. The question everyone wants to know, more wheels or doors in the world? Are there more wheels or more doors? Hmm. It's been bouncing around for a while, last couple of weeks. That's an essential question. That's very interesting. More wheels or doors? There's a lot of cars and trucks and vehicles but they almost have the same amount of doors and wheels. But is it car doors or is it just doors? I think, it's, I think a car door counts as a door. So if it's car doors, I mean, a car, four wheels, four doors. Equals out. Yeah, semi is where you really rack up the <laughs> sure. wheels, though, because you only got two doors, but uh-huh. you got 18 of those wheels. 
So I would say more doors. I think I think more doors, man. Because you're talking about semi. Because think about it. Okay, a family has two cars. Oh shoot! I was gonna. I was thinking. You know, a car has. Yeah, yeah. So a family has a a, a family has two cars, for example. So you got eight wheels, and then and I know and there's four doors. there's plenty of other or wheels eight, that eight service doors. that family trains and planes and trucks. So there's there's more wheels than just those eight wheels. But you have those we oh shoot. A lot of doors in a house. Dang it. But I'm thinking of, I'm forgetting about Legos and strollers. Dude, there are so many wheels. Way. The more damn you think it. about it, damn it. You damn can it. never damn land it. on which one. Ah, oh, okay. I am reversing course. There's more wheels than doors. Okay. And, and maybe to, to make it a little bit more dirt focused, you go to a mine. Yeah. More wheels, more doors. More wheels. More wheels, for sure. For sure, dude. There's nowhere inside. Because you got mining, a mining truck, one door. Well, they'll, tell, they'll typically have two doors, well, one on either side of the yeah, cab. Yeah, true. The real big ones. And then, well, there's rarely a four-door machine on the job site. <laughs> That'd be <That's> sick. <laughs> and then six, yeah, I got six two rows wheels. on this bad boy. Six wheels. But then some have tracks. Some don't even have wheels. Hmm. True. Skid steer has so a door, got, no wheel. Yes. Although... Would you consider what's it called? I'm I'm stupid. The track. No, but what's like moving the track? Are those would you count those as wheels? Those, those could be wheels. I don't know. What are those called? Uh, rollers. 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 Roller. Yeah. I um, you know, it it really depends on how you how you define a wheel. But I think, dude, there's some crazy stat about just Lego tires, and how many billions of Lego tires there are. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Certainly less Lego doors than Lego wheels. It might even be the stats like there's more Lego tires than actual tires. It's it's something <laughs> stupid like that. But just if you get into that whole world of wheels, or these chairs, for example, we got we got wheels right underneath us right now. Now what what gets tricky with the worldwide count is you think of uh, skyscrapers, a lot of doors, very few wheels. <laughs> Sky, skyscrapers do not have a lot of wheels. Well, no, but they all, they have all the they have all the chairs, but then the skyscrapers. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You, can't, you keep going back and forth. That's what's tough. Yeah. I remember I was like on Twitter. Someone had posted about it, and somebody had commented like, "Do we count ball bearings?" I was like, "Well, now." Well, now we're no. like losing it. Yeah, that's gray area. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's a wheel ish, but but a Lego wheel, I would say, is a wheel. That's probably right. Yeah. Anyway. There's a reason why let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's not let's re- not reinvent the door. <laughs> Get out of here. Can we put that on a shirt? Uh, let's not reinvent the door. <laughs> that is dumb. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, that is that is enough podcasting for today. Oh man, we have about hit that wall. Uh, thank you, Scott, for the question. We love goofy questions too, as long as they. Uh, Start these existential conversations. We're all in. Yeah, we try to we try to take them where they want them to go. Yeah. So everybody, thanks for listening to Dirt Talk. Reminder: you can download the Build It app and listen to Dirt Talk on the Build It app. We got a lot more coming. Training is on the horizon, which is very exciting. We'll be getting into version two of the Build It app soon. Lots of cool stuff going on. So check that out. If you have questions, send them to dirttalkbuildit.com. Leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast, whatever you can do for us, we're happy to take. And with that, we'll see you in the next episode. Stay dirty, everybody. 